All right, getting started on everything, guys. I hope you enjoyed the last podcast. We're really excited to have Julia Mackey coming on this one. Before we get into everything, you've heard us talk about CBD, and Ned is doing amazing things. CBD has become extremely popular in the past year. At this point, the past few years, making it more and more difficult to navigate and choose the right company and product. You see it everywhere you go. That's where Ned comes in. They produce the highest quality, full-spectrum CBD extracted from organically grown hemp plants, all sourced from an independent farm in Paonia, Colorado. Ned is a wellness brand offering science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs, zero isolates, zero synthetic ingredients, full transparency, as you can see right on their website, and uh, I should actually throw out there, they have a new product coming out, which I am not allowed to talk about. They've been working on on all different sorts of things. Uh, I guess I'm not allowed to say anything. I'll say this. I do take ZMA before bed. And if you know what's in ZMA, I mean, it's awesome. Uh, it'll be something in that realm. I think people like it. Of course, they have the, the sleep land as well, um, which they're doing yeah. great on and, and just doing all sorts of new things. Uh, I know you've been taking it consistently, even on the last podcast, you were saying CBD is like your go-to thing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm taking the CBD. I still take it at night now. I, I, I just try to figure it out, but night's usually the best time and it calms me down and I sleep well. So, um, I mean, if you need the extra kick, go ahead and get the, the sleepy time, uh, sleepy time oil, <laughs> I call it. But, you know, once you get leveled out, I think you just consistently stay on CBD and once a day, that's all you really need. You know, once you get yourself where you need, and you'll feel it, you'll understand where you need to be when you're at that place that, that you feel good and comfortable. And yeah, you know, it helps me sleep. Um, and um, I, my, like my wife will tell you, it's it's really been a game changer in, in our lives because it's leveled me out. And we're we're now, uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a functional human being within the household, a functional husband again. So um yeah check them out guys it's it's worth it and and again they're just they're they're great people out there and living and growing up around Paonia I know that 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 they're they're just salt of the earth people and it's a salt of the earth farm with my family still living in the western slope there it's, it's a it's a it's a good company it's a company that you should support and they also have tremendous products and they're always just putting new stuff out there yeah, they really are. I mean, from them getting started with us a year ago, they're putting, it was originally, I don't know, three products or Pretty so, much, yeah. and now they're really expanding. So Ned products contain a, a minuscule amount of THC, less than 0.3% as allowed by law. We like to throw that in there. If you need to take a drug test or anything, um, just be aware of that. But of course, they have the body butter and that stuff too that you can take. And if you want to check out Ned and try their CBD or any of their products for yourself, we have a special offer for the podcast audience. Go to helloned.com slash battleline or just enter the code battleline at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash battleline to get 15% off your first one-time order or 20% off your first subscription order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. And as always, Fort Scott Munitions is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors, 
in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as direct online through fortscottmunitions.com. Use the exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order. Only available to listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. This audience, know, you know, they're up on things. Yeah. They know more than anyone what's going on with ammunition in the country, what's going on at Walmarts across the country. <laughs> so, yeah, like stock up now. Now is the time. Do it online, fortscottmunitions.com. Use the promo code battle line. Uh, and I don't know if you want to add anything to that, but yeah, this is uh, they've they've been doing great work for as yeah. long as they've been with us. And just uh, quickly, they, they're catching up on on the uh, the nine mil orders and, and the five, five, six orders, guys, which is if you're if you're an avid shooter, you know, those are the most common rounds that we that we use in the U.S., but whether it be an everyday carry weapon or just a weapon that you go and teach on the range or you shoot on the range. So uh, so if you put an order in, you know, look at their site, make sure you're checking out the, the delivery time. So you're not shocked if it takes a couple months. But I do know they're starting to catch up on those, and I call them common, those common caliber, uh, color, color, uh, common caliber ammunition types. So, uh, so uh, yeah, get with them, check them out, and you won't be sorry carrying that ammunition, best ammunition out there. Awesome. All right, let's get right into everything. From Omaha, Nebraska to New York City, from planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space, a podcast with no equal, engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peranto. Switch is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have been dating for a long time. You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast. The switch is on Battle Line Podcast. Chris finally has the same mic that I have, the Rode USB, and that's why you sound awesome this episode. <laughs> and we are now, uh, this week, we'll be celebrating one year of Battle Line Podcast and Veterans Day, of course. More uh, importantly. Has it been it went one year already? One year, man, because the, <laughs> the launch was Veterans Day, 11-11. That's right. Yeah, coming up to it. Who knew? Who knew? Well... Uh, thank you for everybody out there that listens and made sure that we got another year in. Hopefully we'll get another one after this, man. We, I would hope so. Well, we, we, <laughs> whether, we, we will. We'll do another year. Then we'll see after that because then I'm going to be 51. Man, and I'm probably going to need my naps around 11 o'clock, brother, on Friday. So that's going to be my old man nap time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And then uh, Veterans Day is coming up. So, you know, all you out there, just uh, enjoy yourself uh, and especially veterans out there. We'll say it. Uh, actually, we'll have another. No, we won't. I won't be able to talk to them before, no. before Veterans Day. Well, for all you veterans out there, again, don't don't go down the doldrums. You know, 
just live your day and, and celebrate the lives that you were able to live and celebrate those that were with you, even if they're they're not here with us anymore, because that's what they want you to do. That's what your brothers in arms will always want you to do is, is celebrate that day, celebrate their lives. So uh, stay out of the doldrums, guys, and enjoy yourself. And if some civilian says happy Veterans Day, they don't know just oh, wait, happy veterans day is fine i feel like happy memorial, memorial day, day. I, I, I you're right bro i i, I just I got like veterans day is happy i gotta throw that out there i just gotta because you just there's grouchy guys man grouchy man <laughs> so if they do and you get offended don't just i don't it but you can why say, would you get offended though because bro, i get it for memorial day we're, we're celebrating the fallen but veterans I, day I, is celebrating you guys still with us i i never get offended but you just never know man you just never know. but it's well said i couldn't say it any better than ian just said it right there i'm just putting it out for you grouchy guesses because we are grouchy old man like i said 51 i'm almost 51 i'm getting grouchier every day it's just natural i think it's in the gene pool just if you're a veteran, every year you get a little bit groucher until you turn into Clint Eastwood sitting on the porch saying, <laughs> get off my lawn, you whippersnappers, you little clump snatchers. Get off my lawn. Listen, old man. I said get off my lawn now. I'm not going to say it again. Go in the freaking house. I go in that house after I've blown a hole in your head and I sleep like a baby. I'm not going to say it again. Shut up. But no, guys, I, I'm proud of all your services out there and, and all your service out there. And um, yeah, I will say it. Happy Veterans Day, because you deserve to be recognized. Every one of you that served and sacrificed. Yeah, man, I uh, this past Memorial Day, I will say I was uh, disappointed we didn't get to do the Memorial Day air show here, which which is every year and is such a really cool celebration. Yeah, getting to see whether it's the Blue Angels or the Air Force. Um it's just amazing seeing yeah. what those guys do. The Air Force yeah. Thunderbirds, right? Thunderbirds, Thunderbirds. Right. Yep, Thunderbirds. Yeah. Yep. There, and it, it's just awe-inspiring. No matter if air shows are the coolest things in the world, they are. They're just in there, and you get to meet you get to meet some of the old World War II veterans that show up. You'd be surprised how many of the old hats, the old guys that show up that are that you know the greatest generation, and they are, they were, and they are um, because they they knew how to suck it up. They were some tough SOBs. Couldn't hold a candle, a lot of those guys. And they always are at the air shows or or functions like that. So not having it, I'm sure. And I've never been to one out in New York. So I, Oh, you would dig it, man. I, I bet it's just tremendous. I bet it's L- Last year was actually the first time I went to the whole thing. I feel like every year I go, I got to go, and then I miss it. And then last year I was, I was like, I am not missing it this year. Woke up super early, went to the beach. And it's just uh, – I will say it's an all-around patriotic event, yeah. like not partisan, not Mm-mm. political, just patriotic. Um, you know, getting to see like military recruiters out there doing their pull-ups, like the Marine recruiters. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what's cool? I mean, I I actually I've I always have like a vivid memory of stuff like this. And I remember being on the boardwalk and they were playing Lee Greenwood, you know, proud yeah. to be an yeah. American. And I remember looking out at the crowd, very diverse crowd. And I actually remember, I just remember seeing this black kid, probably young teenager singing the words. And I was kind of like, I would never even think anyone 13 or 14 even knows this song. And it was cool to see that it like people still, because it's a great song that people still, and I know there are those out there who'd be like, oh, it's cheesy. I don't feel that way at all. I think I, that's a song that kind of brings a tear to your eye when you hear it. No, it's not cheesy, especially if you've served. And, you know, if you do feel that way, then you need to get out to an air show. You need to get out to one of those 
patriotic functions and, and to see the diversity that's out there and see the kids, see the little kids. I, I love taking my kids out because they just go crazy running around seeing the jets and looking and you see how awe-inspired awe, awe they are at that age, which I was too when I used to, I went to the, 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 the plane graveyard. I think it was in is it Arizona. It's, it's always portrayed in the movies, but I was a young kid going to that and seeing all those airplanes and seeing the B-52s. And it, it, it doesn't even matter if they were flying or not, just staying around them. It, it inspires you. And it makes you proud. It makes you proud to live in this country. And it, honestly, I, I couldn't say for sure, but I could probably guess that when I saw those things there that was pushing me to go serve, even though I was probably, what, four or five at the time. <laughs> but but it does. But it does, it is, does say, man, this I, I live in a great country. And then you go play and you run around and you eat some hot dogs because there's always hot dogs or some sort of easy, easy barbecue out there. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it is, there's, there's no, there's no politics out there at all. And that's how it should be. That's how it always should be. So if you haven't been to an air show or a veterans event at an air base or an army base or a Marine base, or go to it because you're, you're going to see all sorts of ethnicities, diverse and, 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 um, all sorts of, of, of people with different political stances that don't care. It, it, people, it's just, it's not, it's, you don't bring it up. It's not part of, part of being in the service and it shouldn't be part of being in the service. I think a lot of the service members need to kind of step out of politics, kind of like I did. I, uh, which you got into it. I shouldn't do it. Let's back out because we're serving regardless, you know, of whoever's in office. We're serving because we love this country. And that's what that's what it feels like at the air show. So seeing that, that would have been cool. You should have videoed that. I mean, that thing would go that kind of stuff would go viral. Maybe, I mean, this, you could probably find I bet if you look up Jones Beach Air Show, um probably see it. Yeah, I know you're saying like certain moments, but yeah, just yeah. in general, you'll find it. It was uh, it was it was just cool to see. Also, by the way, you were like saying hot dogs. I'll sound very bougie here because I remember it. There was a uh, there, there was a truck with lobster rolls. I did, get a, I did indulge in a lobster roll, Connecticut style, which is the one with the hot butter, not the mayo. Oh man, you got gut trucks out there, and it doesn't matter anymore. You got all sorts of I gut. I call them gut trucks in the military. That's what we used to call them. The gut trucks coming, and it would have everything on there. Uh, that you could get fat on. So, hey, there's no problem, bourgeois, in New, in New York. <laughs> but, it, but, you know, I bet in different parts of the country, though, you'd have different kind of food trucks out there. So, Nebraska. Yeah, I think they have everything. Yeah, you know, They have a whole lot. I uh, And, I, you know, I do remember, this has happened to me on occasion. I don't know if it was that I had, like, my Oakley bag with the patches on it or something, or I may have been wearing, like, some camo. I, some guy was like, did you serve in the military? And of course I have to be like, no, you know, but uh, I, every now and again, I get that. I don't know why there's been times at the gym. People like you have the look of someone who served in the military. I'm like, can't say I have, but like I, I get to talk to a lot of cool guys who have, but I have not done it, anything. It's your haircut, man. It's your haircut. And if you're doing pushups that you show, you got the, you got the pushup <laughs> shoulders from doing pushups and, and working out all the time. And, and, the and, and I think it could be the tactical, like Oakley bag with the patch with the battle on tactical patches. Yeah. That could, that, that could be it, man. And the Tonto Tribe patch, you got to work on there. Dude, that, that's, that's pro Have you been going to the gym? Has your gym still been open? You have to drive yeah, away yes, from so I'm training people again. Yeah, in, oh, um, wow. at, oh. at Blank and Hicksville. And then I'm also training my, you know, myself at yeah. UFC gym. Um, yeah, the, the masks and all that are mandatory. And it is kind of crazy because, like, one guy I'm training just texted me and he's like hey just to let you know my business partner got covid so i'm not going to come back for another couple of weeks I'm um, like, thank you for letting me know but um you know overall things good. are getting at least somewhat back to normal as long as we don't have another lockdown of some sort again i'm happy i, I definitely learned from all this um 
I don't think you feel the same way. This is how I feel. I am not as much of an introvert as I thought I was. I think 10 years ago I was. And then through the lockdown, I was like, I need to have some interaction because I, you know, I've said it on the podcast, like just to be honest, I make more doing my voiceover stuff than training sure. people. But for me, if I'm in front of a computer all day, every day for seven days a week, I'm like, I need to get out of the house. I need to talk to some people. And now that I'm doing that, even last night, I, I did a yoga class. Like, I just, I like being around people doing, yeah, yoga is, and this yoga teacher that does it every Thursday night, actually at UFC gym, which is funny because it's UFC gym. You <laughs> see like the, these, you know, jacked guys and like, you know, the females who are, who are like pretty ripped too. It, it's not your typical yoga class, I feel like. But um, the woman doing it every Thursday is like an older woman. And I'm way more into it because she goes very slowly yeah. through everything. It's way more about the stretching and holding the poses. Some of these like younger teachers, it's I can't keep up with it. And I'm like, I'm not here to be the greatest at yoga. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm here to like make sure I don't get injured. And that's what it's here. The stretching and fantastic uh, flexibility. That's what keeps you limber and keeps you. It does. It keeps keeps the injuries away. And I can tell you that for a fact, just from being able to continue to run when I don't stretch enough or I don't do the proper stretches, uh, my back goes out. And that's, you got to keep that flexibility. And having, yeah, having an instructor, again, that's where the ego, you got to get the, as an instructor, you have to remove that ego. There are times when you need to pick it up and you tell, hey, we're going to speed up here. But most of the time, slow it down because that builds the confidence of, especially of somebody that's a novice. And the firearms, man, we have that issue in firearms as well. You got instructors that have to show how much they know. I hate that shit. I know. I, just shut up. All right, let's let's go work out. Let's go train. And then you train, and then you you speed up, then you slow down. You speed up and slow down. And a good instructor, which it sounds like your 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 instructor is from the way she does it, knows that. But you said she's an old instructor. She probably has learned that over time, which I oh, have yeah. as well. Yeah, I was I, even talking to her before the class, and and she was asking how long I've been doing yoga, and I'm like, yeah, on and off a few years. And she's like, oh, I've been, you know, I asked her. She's like, I've been doing this 25 years, so, so she, I'm sure she, she knows uh, what she's doing. Oh hell yeah! And you see that, and as as someone like yourself, you notice that right off the bat. Like, man, she's a good instructor, not because she knows everything and she wants everybody to know that she knows everything which is what we have with a lot of firearms instructors it's that she takes the time to teach the little stuff and I, I but i guarantee you if she needed to get busy and start going quick she could probably knock your dick in the dirt <laughs> but let's, let's all right let's get after it but she's a good instructor and you know and that's that's something that you learn as an instructor if you're able to put your ego aside you learn that and when to speed up, when to slow down and, and when that it, it's beneficial to which is the majority of the time to be methodical in your instruction, which is 90% of the time it's best to be methodical. This at 10%, you got to pick it up a little bit because you're got to make those improvements, especially when you start to plateau. So yeah, it's good to hear, man. And yoga is awesome. I, I haven't done, I used to do a, what was the damn with the reformer machines? Those dang, oh man, that was like torture, but I loved it. Um, Pilates. Okay. They're very uh, just, similar from what I know. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it's, you do Pilates and the stretching similar, but then you get on the machines and Pilates and they are tremendous strength machines. I, I just haven't been able, I, you know, I'm not a membership of a member of a gym anymore. I have a nice gym at my house. So I haven't done Pilates in a while. See, but, that's, um, there you go. That's the difference between me and you. You don't, you, you don't yeah. miss the camaraderie of being around people. <laughs> I like that. But, but if I was single, I probably would, you know, I have my family. When, when you have a family and three kids, yeah, the last thing you want to do is probably go out and be around because you do get the stuff that you need here. Um, but yeah, you know, though, but I can't say that when I was single that I didn't every once in a while need to get out 
when I was in college and grad school. Yeah. I, when I, I didn't hang out with Tanya, which was my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, but yeah, you, you do, you got to have that interaction. Um, yeah. I'm an introvert now, but again, remember I'm 50 and have lived a pretty damn full life that I, I want to be home now, but yeah, you're, you're to say when I was in, even in my thirties and I, there were times I just needed to get out and I love the gym. I did. I love just right now. I, now I don't. Now I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good at home. I'm good going running outside. I, I'm good at going and working out downstairs, but I, I, I don't need to go to a gym, but to say that that's abnormal for, for someone to want to is obviously not right. I, I love the gym back when I was single. That's where I would go hang out. So yeah, that's normal. I just never did yoga then, but uh, I should have, I think in my hand, I should have. So It's all. And, and also like, you know, you're in the same boat here, but as you said, it's different for you, but I don't drink or any of that. So like, I don't, yeah. I don't get my social life yeah. of going to bars. I, I kind of like seeing people at the gym. I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen you in a few months and catching up with them. And yeah. the gym I go to, it's like, it, it's everyone, man. There's like police officers you'll see there and athletes and you just end up like forming friendships with these people. But anyway, uh, time flies by every time we do this intro. We already got to get the Julia Mackey. <laughs> so uh, before we do, as we mentioned earlier, Fort Scott munitions are the best and they are a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that's designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military-grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did their TUI tumble upon impact ammo outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results every time you pull that trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in every state, as well as direct online through fortscottmunitions.com, F-O-R-T-S-C-O-T-T-M-U-N-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. Use our exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order, only available to our listeners of the BATTLELINE podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BATTLELINE Tactical, and the BATTLELINE podcast. What's up there, Julia? Gulia? What's happening? Not much. What, what were you saying? Were you saying bad things? We were saying about you. You suck. You're terrible. Why do we even? No, of course we didn't say that. Are we gonna Julia Gulia is a uh, wedding singer reference. Wedding That's singer. such a great movie. Adam Sandler still makes the best movies. He had the best movie, Halloween movie called the uh, a Doobie. What was it called? Doobie Halloween or something like that. It was awesome. He still makes like movies on, I think they're going Netflix. So yeah. if you don't have Netflix because of the pedophilia. Yeah, I, I genuinely did cancel after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but Doobie Halloween, it was it's still true Adam Sandler. And he had another one that was a knockoff off the, the Hateful Eight, or was it called the Hateful Six? What was the Quentin Tarantino? He did a knockoff off that one with Rob Schneider. I mean, all the, you know, he always has the same actors yep. in his movie. It was freaking hilarious so if you get a chance to see any adam sandler movies doobie halloween or or uh the hate i think it was called the hateful eight or something like that and um but anyway julian that's yeah, I was like, we have to give him a formal introduction she's like what the hell is this uh so, so um for the audience first of all thank you so much for coming on julia yeah. is a navy veteran and author more recently serving in the dc air national guard mm -hmm. 
uh, several books, many of which are children's books, talking about military service and kind of giving kids a perspective on on being able to learn what it is that, that you guys, both of you, have done. Um, but the newest ebook, which is coming out this week, as people hear it, November 12th, is Guardians, Stories of the 2020 Civil Unrest in Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, awesome to have you on and, and get into this. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Happy no, we're, we're both excited. You're someone that Chris was like, we have to get on. I, I think before we even get into this book itself, which is extremely important, it'd be cool that people hear about your background, because seeing those books, there's, I think there's a huge demand for books for kids to learn about what it is their parents have done who have served. And there's not a lot of people writing them. So it's cool that you took it upon yourself to say, let's get these out there. Yeah, that was my goal. That's kind of what inspired me was writing for my own children. Um, I did five years in the Navy. Go Navy. Um, <laughs> um, where I was combat air crew, and it was a rate that had just been opened up to women a million years ago now. And um, so that was that was quite an adventure. Got out of my small town, saw the world, um, flew on P3 uh, aircraft, P3 Charlies, uh, fighting or, or not fighting, but hunting submarines during peacetime um, and keeping track of everything. We did everything from uh, overland intelligence, gathering information um, to counter narcotic operations. So that was my that's where I began. And I when I got out after a tour of duty, because I had met my husband, wanted to have a family. So I, I wrote my first children's book, which was My Mom Hunts Submarines. So that just talked about everything that we did. And and my whole my whole inspiration for writing that book was basically to say, you know, there isn't anything you can't do, because that's the message I want to convey to my kids. And um, so that led to the next book, which led to the next, um, I wrote All Hands on Deck, Dad's Coming Home for for Children That Have Parents That Are Deployed. Um, after that, I wrote Still My Dad, which is about um, the the physical disabilities of uh, wounded veterans as the children have to adapt to that as well as the, the parents. So this was kind of uh, a way to talk about it for the kids, break it down. Um, and then my my final children's one was from the sky, which is about everything that I saw from the sky. Um, and what inspired that one was when I was flying and realized that a rainbow was a complete circle. I could look down on the ground and see the bottom of the rainbow. <laughs> and so, and just, just how different everything from flying was the perspective there. So, um, so then when I got out, I, I ended up writing a book about all of my different adventures in the military. Now, this was the adult version of all that. Um, don't let your kids read that. <laughs> it's <book>. okay. <laughs> the kid, kids read 13 hours and I drop F-bombs all the time. You're, you're good. You're good. You see uh, this? You, you see how she talks though? See the, the light? This girl can get, get has a potty mouth. It's, it's the funniest <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> The <laughs> kids' books, and she's dropping f bombs like a ranger. It's 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 and it's hilarious. But you know, we'll we'll get into that later. We'll talk. I have an English. Uh, I'm sorry, now. sorry, publisher. Sorry about your publisher out there. Sorry about that. What's your publisher's name again? Tactical. Yeah, 16. so like they're gonna. Actually, that was leading you to that. Actually, they're gonna care if you swear. Tactical sixteen publisher. But go ahead. Talk. talk keep going with the adult book. I, I like to hear about. It. All right. Okay. 
Okay, the, the adult version books. Yeah, um, basically that was everything that I did um, in the military. Started off with just a compilation of funny stories, um, hard stories, going through um, like seer school stories, and in a time where it was all new to have women there and and the adventures, I guess, that we had along the way. Um, it we they just weren't equipped to have us. We were flying on P3s, which were built in the 50s for a crew of all men. That, seriously, they had a stand-up. Yeah, as I was saying, how did you how did you pee? That's what I want to know. I want to know, and our listeners want to know, do, how do you pee? Did you have to be standing up or did you like they put it? Tell us how that worked. I gotta well, I gotta know how they work. I never asked you that. Okay. So I had to take off the top and then I would have to because I'm super short. Um, I would have to hang from the ceiling kind of over the top of it. And meanwhile, our pilots are being <laughs> jerks and stuff, you know, anytime they knew we were in there to mess with us. But yeah, so good times. But now the successor, the P8 has sit down flushable toilets. So women nowadays, they don't know how good they have it. <laughs> you know what, though? I tell you what, men, and don't think that men don't are appreciative of having a sit down toilet That's in their Cause that is like the throne, like, Oh my gosh, I got to sit down and relax for a little bit. Oh, but you don't do that on the, on the plane. Like if you do that, you owe a case of beer to the whole crew. Cause well, then I'd be going to a case of beer. Cause I'd be sitting down on the throne. Like eat shit guys. Literally I'm sitting down on the throne and enjoying my time sitting here, relaxing for five minutes. Oh my God. But that, that's amazing. And you know, I, I getting into that too, because, you know, Sears school is no joke. Then did you go through it would, the one at Fairchild, the one out in Spokane? No, actually, mine was up in Maine, up in Rangeley in the mountains up there. So oh, what time of year was it when you went? It was April. So there was still snow on the ground up there. I did get cold weather survival training sure. with that. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, we were going well, through yeah, tell a little bit about that. Because even just because we get a lot of listeners that are young that want to go in and I think it's beneficial on both sides, how you overcame, because it's your school's no joke and, yeah. and you didn't prepare for it, if you anything, and then maybe your worst experience there that how you got through it. Well, um, it all kind of was, <laughs> it was, it was the best worst training I've ever had. That's what I always describe it as because I have no, <laughs> I hope I never have to do anything like that again. Uh, God forbid, but uh, geez, you learn so much about yourself and how you'd handle the pressure and stuff. And ours was, Ours was a week long. We we went up there the first um, went up there on a Thursday through Sunday, and it was survival training. Um, and we were that's where we, they taught us how to hunt. Now, granted, it was it was winter time. There weren't little bugs or animals out at that time, or you know, vegetation of any sort. Um, okay, here's here's one of my my crappy stories. <laughs> Think about it, or funny or crappy. I don't know all of it. So we were. Um, we were learning how to um, catch and um, make rabbit stew. So from the very beginning. So he has this nice little rabbit, right? And we're all sitting around. It's so cute and fluffy. We're all sitting around um, this kind of stage, almost classroom-like setting. And I realized I was front and center. And I quickly realized this is not where I wanted to be <laughs> when this was going to go down. So I just discreetly tried to like you know make my way to the the side of the room the back a little bit without being noticed and of course all the guys are like oh julia you have to move you know is it too much for you I'm like just, just okay and um meanwhile the instructor goes on he's petting his little rabbit and uh just ch chatting like no big deal all of a sudden like whips that rabbit around smashes the head on on a block and it, yeah. 
blood goes splattering all over to everybody in the audience, their faces in that front row. And I'm like, that's why I moved. So it was, it was a little satisfying at that point because they were all like, oh, you know. That's all. So did you have to kill a rabbit at all? Did you get one? Did you smash its head? <laughs> you did. Just say you did. I you have to eat. You got to eat. That's it. Well, you got to do it. I cut vegetables. Move. No. I, <laughs> if I if I had to, I would. I didn't have to that day. So you know, yeah. do what you got to do. Well, and that's it. You know, that's part of it's part of the training. But that's over the top. That's an instructor really going over the top over because, the top. But, yeah. But but the whole thing is, you know, shocking you into all yeah. these different um, situations. Um, you know, taking kids plucked from the city and thrown them up on a mountaintop and hey, go survive. <laughs> you got to increase the stress. You got to do stress. Mm -hmm. Stressful. You got to make those adrenaline levels spike continually up and down because eventually you're going to need how to, to handle that stress, right. which I don't know. I, I didn't mean to segue into it, but it kind of is a good lead into it. How you handle like what you did in DC, which we, we, which we definitely want to talk about. Yeah. yeah that, that gets into the, the, okay. So fast forward 15 years later, after I got out of the Navy, um, had all my kids and they're all three teenagers right now. Um, so I have all these gray hair, but uh, <laughs> no, three, three teenagers. So they were, um, they're older, more independent now. And I'm, I'm just missing that, that adventure, that sense. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, that, that, that missing feeling, like yeah. I, I, I want to go back. I want to serve a little bit more. I don't think I was done yet, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, no, tricky because I have I have a day job that I just love. Um, I do foreign military sales on on the P-8 aircraft for the UK. So love it. Great. That's pretty cool. That is. It is cool. And I work with an amazing team of people, too. So I think that really makes it awesome. But uh, so anyways, um, I did this weird, you know, we had some family talks and stuff and, and I do a little bit of flashback of that in the book. So you can kind of get a uh, feel of where I'm coming from on all this. So we, uh, I, I reenlisted and joined the Air National Guard. So now I'm Air Force. <laughs> well, why, why did you, was that because it was closer to where your home base was or yeah. why did because, you know, you could have went to the, the uh, there's there's guard units or reserve units in the Naval Reserve. And uh, yeah. you're in Northern Virginia. You're still Northern Virginia. You're still in that area, aren't you? Southern Maryland. Um, but I do drill up in the northern um, okay. part of it. Andrews, during Andrews. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So why, why did you pick the Air Force then? The um, well, I, I initially wanted to get back in to fly. Um, and they had some billets in the, um, in the, a flight attendant, military flight attendant, flying around uh, congressmen and politicians and stuff like that. But um, I, as things picked up and got busier, um, I'm I'm in airfield management right now. Um, I haven't decided where I'm going to go next with that. But point being, so I'm airfield manager. I or management um, part of the team that's looking after everything, making sure the flight lines are cleaned up and uh, lit up and everything's running smoothly, right? So, so did you, I, I just have to ask when you said flying around politicians and stuff, did you have to interact? Do you have any like crazy stories? Well, are you, are you one of these? Cause I feel like all Chris knows this. I feel like all the people I've met in secret service will have horror stories about like the Clintons, <laughs> all of them that I've met. Well, I never got to that point yet. Okay. Okay. That'll be, that'll be for the next book. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> tell all yeah. books of the politicians, right? Nice, nice. 
But um, anyway, so yeah, that's that was the crazy part of this whole evolution. You know, they they recruited us air guards. I mean, army guards went in first and, and they needed more people, more people. Um, so then they send in the air guards and we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> no. no, we had great people that were trained. But I guess I should say I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Well, and that's what with your book, just when you explain it, it, it makes me giggle because it, it is. It's whenever you see somebody come in that's new and is putting on the body armor okay. or putting on all the gear and they don't I, like really, this is, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. It, it makes me laugh because I can see your face and I can see see you putting on this stuff and it's heavy, is it? It's, oh, it's, yeah, it's like 80 pounds or something. Just the vest itself. You're in a ruck or you're not, I mean, it, it just, just the way people understand until you actually put it on, then it becomes a part of you. Right. Then you're like a turtle. It's your shell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is we're so, we're thrown into it so fast because everything just happens so quickly. And so we're just kind of being herded through these uh, supply lines, getting our gear late <laughs> Sunday night. And the guy's like, uh, what size bulletproof vest are you? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I've never been asked that before. Um, I'm 30 across the chest. <laughs> I, I mean, I said long, long 42. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't you're know going to the best size. <laughs> but, and, you know, I, I, I don't want you to tell everything that's that in your store or even what, but some of that stuff is, is quite hilarious because it, it, that's, it's like going through an assembly line. Yeah. Going through that C, the, what was it called? I, uh, CIF, the Central Ins Issuing Facility. Yeah. And, you know, give your experience in that because I, I think people that are going in need to experience that. And you had already been in, but going through CIF is a common occurrence, especially if you're going in infantry or combat arms because you, you have to go through that assembly line. And it's so impersonal. It's, it is. It's like stripes. Mm -hmm. Here, take it, go. All right. You wear what? I don't give a shit. Here, take an extra <laughs> large. Like an extra large. Yeah. So yeah. that was hilarious. And I want you to, if you can talk a little bit about that, because that was tremendous in the book. It, it brought back memories to me. Well, and that that was, I guess, my little um, thing of it there. Um, but it was just uh, we didn't we don't deal with this gear very often. And here we are getting gas masks and filters and 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 the bulletproof vest thing. I I had no idea how to assemble it. Was I didn't know how to put it on. Um, the guys like you got to pull this, you got to whip this and put this over here and snap this and, and yeah, you're good to go. That's all you have to do. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what, what? <laughs> what? When did this go? Where, where? It, yeah. So it was starting from fresh. I, I don't mean to sound so naive to it, but this is just not what I do for a normal job. So I guess that was the entertaining factor of it all. I mean, there was, there were so many things in, in my, my story, my uh, book as well that I, I, there were the hard moments, uh, the ugly moments. Uh, it was very awakening. Um, and then, you know, I'm just pretty awkward of a person anyway. So throwing me out on the streets with all this, I didn't know what I was doing. So there's some funny stories in there too, probably. But, and I think this goes to probably the most uh, important reason to really have you on with, uh, with this current book is that we've heard so many different stories from third parties of, what went on at the riding, whether it's in D.C. or more recently Philadelphia. That's why I really value when I get to talk to guys who I know in the NYPD and I say, like, hey, what happened? So from your perspective, what was it like out there? Yeah, uh, well, and that that is why I wanted to write the book, because I was hearing so many different things in the news that wasn't happening out there. I had friends asking me, like, is this happening? Is this not? What What is going on? Um, so my 
my disclaimer, I, I don't know what's happening across the country, but I can tell you exactly what I saw on the streets of DC during those two weeks. And um, we, I mean, we were we were thrown together with the every federal entity that you can imagine. We had the FBI, we had the DEA, the drug DEA, DEA. Yeah, here we got, we got. Dyslexic, <laughs> you know. Um, so the, nothing like a dyslexic author, book writer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> worse with numbers, but don't. Um, but yeah, so those guys, the SORT team, special operations response team, and and there definitely is a pecking order with that too. I just, <laughs> I was like, oh, FBI, they're they're so badass, and and then I met the SORT team, and they blew everybody out of the water. These are the guys that break up prison riots. That's yeah. what they're trained to do, and and then the Secret Service. So so we were we were thrown in there when they were um, being the Secret Service were the only people in the Metro Police, obviously were the only people there that first crazy night just being taken over almost, you know, as they're lighting things on fire. So that's when they started sending, you know, army guys in and, and as it went on. So those are the first two nights that were the craziest. And then ours was just, by the time I got there, it was Sunday night and we were, we were on monument duty that night. Um, different nights we'd do checkpoints in the, in the streets and just maintain order as much as possible. We were, we were a presence more or less. And, and we weren't armed. Um, we were always with somebody that was the police were of course, and, and the DA and, um, all those guys, they, they, they carried the big guns, but yeah. So everybody's like, Oh, they're all this armed military out there and rumors flying about all this stuff. We were just invading their city and, and, um, but I mean, really, it was our city, you know, too. Where all the a lot of the guys that I serve with uh, live right in D.C., and um, so it was conflicting too. So you got a little bit of you have the crazy, you have the conflicting emotional uh, parts of it all because um, you know you you support some of these causes too. I mean, nobody thought what happened uh, to George Floyd was okay. I mean, there was nothing okay about the way he he died, but. Um, the way it was handled from that point on uh, was just crazy out of control, in my opinion. Um, I agree. It, it, it was ta- it was it was turned in something awful was turned into a, a political movement and and people because uh, because we watch too much of the media and and I know the media doesn't tell the truth. I've been part of that's why I wanted you on because I I know for a fact that the media doesn't tell the truth and will spin it one way or the other too. And people are sheep enough to get riled up by it. So having somebody like yourself see it out there and then also you live there, you know what's going on in the area. You're Mm -hmm. a subject matter expert for that, for that, for the, for Northern Virginia, for DC, because you you reside there and you work there and you're on the streets. It, it, it puts some, puts a lot of perspective on it and people are going to listen to you or not, but you are there. You're telling the truth because that's what you saw. Mm -hmm. Um, and knowing that none of you were armed, I mean, because that is something that's huge. Is the media was good? Yeah, they said military presence, military. Armed. No, we weren't armed. We weren't armed at all. And you, and you weren't, and and you had gear that you didn't even know how to use, even if you were <laughs> armed. On. So, and, and you were watching people destroy the city that you love, that you live. Yeah. You yeah. Live. If if I could jump in here, because I, I just I, I want to make sure we, we actually ask this: is how did it feel not to be armed? I mean, because yeah. at any t- just because you're not armed. And just because, as we know, the the gun laws in D.C. are, you know, so strict, it's not going to stop anyone from bringing a gun. It's not going to stop anyone from throwing a rock at you or or a number of things, Molotov cocktails. I mean, 
what was going through your mind that you didn't have, although you were surrounded by people, as you said, who were armed, how did it feel to be out there with nothing? Yeah. So that was definitely um, a concern in a couple moments. So for, for the majority of the time, like I said, I was with um, people that were armed. And so I, I felt very safe with them. However, I remember the first night when we were actually five of us. Well, okay. The big group of us started off at the, the Washington monument and we had a huge amount of people there. And at some point in the night, uh, our commander said, Hey, you five go down to the MLK monument or Memorial. And so we, we broke off, we went down there and eventually the FBI came down there. So we were hanging out, you know, guarding there, which MLK was probably one of the safest places to be really, but I, but maybe not, you know, maybe um, anything could happen. We we're just yeah. doing everything from from being destroyed or who knows what. So we were there, um, I want to say probably around midnight, one o'clock in the morning. The FBI is like, well, you know, we're, we're going home. <laughs> we, we've been called off duty. Everything's pretty quiet and stuff. And, and we're like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, we had, because it was the first night for us and there, there was so much craziness with all the, the, the uh, logistics of yeah. the, the transportation, getting us in and out. And um, there were just so many people that transportation had to pick up um we were stuck there for gosh into the wee hours of the morning and there were just five of us unarmed <laughs> sitting at this memorial thing and i'm like i wouldn't do this on a normal day like why am i out here right now <laughs> so it was there were moments where i'm like this is a little creepy. <laughs> but you're looking out there. Was it a clear and I picture picture the night and the environment. Was it a clear night? Was it? I mean, and if it was, were you able just to sit back and because that's what I, I do. I would have just sat back and looked at the stars and just tried to enjoy because who get because you're right. Who would normally be out there at that time? But I'm here. Oh my gosh, let's experience this because I'll probably never want to come back out at 5 a.m. to a monument again because I want to sleep. Right. But seeing the sun come up, seeing the stars and the moon, or even if you have clouds come in, what was your feelings out there yep. when you were sitting there? That was a huge, that's a, a huge point to bring up because, um, you know, initially it was such chaos and, and they had the helicopters flying and you had yeah. the sirens and you heard all this constantly going on. And and that was the night they implemented the seven o'clock curfew, actually. Um, so by that time, by the one o'clock in the morning time, two o'clock, it was it was entirely peaceful. Um, the the water right there next to the the basin, yeah. oh my gosh, it was it was beautiful. And I'd never been to that memorial because it's a newer one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe five. Well, I don't even want to say it's newer. Um, <laughs> misquote my English name. Um, anyway, so the, it was just so such a calm, serene night. In fact, one of the times where I was walking to the bathroom because you know. 18 hour shifts or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to find that every point that we were at was always a challenge too, especially during this weird COVID time where everything shut down. Um, so you, there's that whole mix of everything. Was and whole and it was summertime too. It, you were hot. You were all that, all that yeah. shit and you were body armor and it was humid out there. You were probably, I'm surprised none of you got heat casualties were high dehydration. We were so hot and it only got hotter as the week went on. Um, but 
by the evenings, though, thankfully, they did cool down. That's why you're right. It was like so nice at night. And so when I was walking past, um, I did have a couple of those really neat moments where um, I looked out uh, over at the reflecting pool because I had to go around to where the, the police bathroom station was or whatever to use that. And that's actually where I looked and it was so calm and it was like that that kind of bluish hint to it. Yeah. And I took that picture that ended up being the cover of the book of the reflecting pool because I'd never seen it so peaceful before with no people out there and just a beautiful hue in the air or in the sky. There was there was no filter on that cover and just that's perfect. awesome. Yeah. So great, yeah. crazy to see. Yeah, that difference between total chaos yeah. to what? peace. You, you know, it's one thing I was wondering. I wanted to hear your perspective on is. For all of these, um, both protests and riots, the two groups you always hear about are really Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I don't think gets discussed much, and, and my friend Derek Gannon, who we've had on here, former Green Beret journalist, he covered a lot of the stuff that was going on in Portland while he was living in Portland. And then we also talked about the Baltimore situation that happened. And I'd like to hear what you think about it. Um, Derek has said from things that he's seen, a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests would be relatively peaceful. And then when Antifa would get involved, that's when things would get violent. Did you see that? Yes. Um, now, I didn't, I, I couldn't entirely pick out Antifa. Um, I didn't specifically see that myself where I was. But there was such, you, you could tell where there were the, the ones that were very influenced by that um, by that group and what, wherever they were being influenced um, in the streets, the protests there were, and our entire job there was to protect the peaceful protesters and the city from the, the not peaceful ones. Um, so there was such a mix of both. Um, there, there were the people that when we were standing on the streets, they would come up to us, be safe tonight. You know, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. And then there were the people that, said all kinds of things uh i mean the everything you can think of you know the stuff that you see them like yelling at the cops all of a sudden we were associated with the police as well of course um and well you, and you also you had one reading for the the guy that came up on the bike that and i'll say it, and i you know I, I but i wanted to hear how bad it was They're saying he was he was going to rape you and he was going to put his thing into yeah. places that you should and that that is i think to me and, and you know being your first time out there doing stuff like that and i would have been the same way it it would have been a shock to my system mm -hmm. as well and i'm sure like holy shit i would never want think of that to you and now just because i'm wearing this uniform you're gonna say that to me and i'm a, it, 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 it's such mm -hmm. a contradiction of what what the protests were supposed to be about and honestly which side was was taking it to to the other side more so, and you just you you really couldn't do anything. You had to stand there, and I mean, I guess you could have chased after him, but I, I, it was important that that you just you handled it, you handled it. But the stuff that you had to go through was was horseshit, and that is one one action where I I'd have been like the DEA guy, I had to chase that son of a bitch down, and not because of a protective nature, because that's just you just don't do that. Yeah, and, and you just have to see things like that every day. I think I was just shocked more than anything. So I, I didn't even react. I mean, just was not expecting yeah. stuff like that. And and like I said, I was I was cringing as I was writing this. I'm like, I don't use words like this. I mean, I, I have 
you know, pop. <laughs> but but you you need to put that in there because that is important because that's what the media is not showing. At least one side won't show you. The other side then will use that as a as a pushing tool to into to instill the other side into doing their other crazy movements. And it, that stuff just you just told it. It's like this is what happened. This is what I felt. Who gives a shit what either side of the media is going to say? Yeah. And that's what was important. Is, is that what people need to see? Like, hey, you're the good guy here. You are. You're, you're the one that's putting yourself on the line. You didn't ask to be on these streets. You don't want to be here. But you're doing it because you love this country. You love that area. Mm-hmm. And here somebody comes up to you that you're that's supposed to be, uh, I guess, doing a peaceful protest, telling they're going to do all these awful things to you personally. Mm-hmm. It becomes personal. And that's yeah. That's hard not to control that anger, but being in shock, I guarantee you though, if that ever happened to you again, you wouldn't be in shock. Just from experience, the shock would not be there. You'd be all right, because, but it's that first time going through it. So, yeah. And and, and I mean, we really couldn't, we weren't supposed to react. I mean, you see those videos of people just yelling at the cops in their faces and they're just stoic. And that was, that was what my friend was always telling me, be stoic. Talk about that and talk about it. Was, was he a, a super, he was a black supervisor, wasn't he? Or a captain or sergeant or what was he? I can't remember. He was, he's an army lieutenant. And, and you can say African-American, but I, we're, it's, we don't, it's, we, we're, we're gender neutral, racial neutral. We just say whatever. <laughs> just, um, but that was what got me as well. Cause I, I loved reading about that little bit there as well. And again, don't go into a ton of it. Cause I want people to read the book, but that was, that's an important piece being stoic, knowing when be nice until it's time not to be nice from the great philosopher, Patrick Swayze, who once said, be nice until it's time not to be nice. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I loved reading about that. Yeah, that was, um, so he he kind of I don't know took me under his wing because he apparently he's done this he's he knows how he was directed in traffic he he just had great leadership yeah. skills and and I don't even know what his past was you know he, like what his experience was before all this but it's funny how you know you you are thrown into these new people every night different different people that you're working with by the end of the night they're like your best friends practically because you have such a strong bond uh well i mean the military and and department of defense bonds anyway you know um those dea guys were awesome but um yeah they were he was just like looking out so anyway he was as this stuff would happen and these people would just start saying stuff and he was just like, you just have to be stoic. You, and I'm just like, I'm not good at being stoic. Like, I'm <laughs> too cringy and awkward. But um, as they're yelling, like, right in your face, and ugh, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I was I was really thankful to be surrounded with the people that I was during that time. Um, I just learned so much from them. And, and yeah, that guy, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever see him again, but um, he – he put up with a lot and and that was you know if we go into it at all the the african-american people that i was with got it harder than everybody else like they had people yelling the their african-american people yelling at them calling them Uncle Tom. Well, they're Uncle Tom. They feel like they're Uncle. It's it's bullshit. And, and you have no idea. Like, I mean, I have one of my closest friends that I work with in my shop. I mean, he was it impacted him emotionally because it's like they're they're just assuming, you know, how how they feel. And they're you know, if you're not on the streets with them, you're against them. But it's yeah. like, no, like we we feel these feelings, too. We we don't agree with what happened, but we're here to um and we're here to protect everybody that this that's our job not to stop 
you know, progress yeah. in, in, from happening. And I don't know. So well, I, I think that, again, the media with that, when they saw it, instead of focusing on which the problem was, which was his police brutality, which at that time, and it's still, there still is a problem within it. The media used that and the politicians used that to, to push this into a, into a political statement uh, that the whole, everybody's, everybody's racist. The whole, unless you're BLM or Antifa, you're racist. And if you're an African-American, you're black, you're brown, you're yellow, and you're not part of that movement, then you're with all the white people because they're all racist because we say they are. And, and that was the experience that, that you got to see that, which, which isn't the truth. And that's why I want people to read that because they're seeing that, especially in, in when you serve this country and you serve in the military, we don't, there's no color. I don't see that. You're, you're just my teammate. You're my brother. You're my soldier next to me. You're my ranger buddy. You're my battle buddy. And, and I hope people get to see that out of your book, just from the bad things that from this movement that was supposed to be all positive and change really was more of a, Hey, you're just getting manipulated into helping someone win an election or lose an election or whatever. And it wasn't really about, improving this country and it, it honestly to me from watching it and after reading what you experienced from you what you experienced because i don't watch the news from somebody on the ground it's like it almost it wasn't progressive it was regressive we took steps back yeah from this movement oh. and, and just from your experience so i again i i implore people to read your book i, I want them to because it, it's it's going to be an eye-opener for for those out there. it's my glimpse it was my my perspective that i want to share because it's it's something that you know it, it's not very common and and most people didn't see it from that side of things yeah. so I, I just wanted to like give that little taste and and it's there's so many other things going on in minneapolis and portland and all that sure. too but this was just a little bit of what i saw and it did become um it became and i tried to write it um this was like the tricky part to write it just almost as neutrally as i could this is what happened and you can form your own opinion from that. I'm not instilling mine at all. Um, so people can kind of hopefully see it for themselves, I guess. So ta- this is Tonto's opinion that I'm putting out there whenever I talk. It's not Julia Mackey's, <laughs> Mackey's opinion at all. Uh, but that's what I got out of reading that little bit. And and being in riots, not in this country, but I've been in plenty of riots and stuff that were supposed to be riots that weren't. Um, you know, I, I understand the emotions that can be involved and, and whether different ideologies or the riots or because of an election, there's a riots um, uh, and, and they are, can be scary. But the, you have to really be there to experience and know what's going on in the middle of them than to watch it from afar and take your take your opinion from especially from which our media now is mainly propaganda. It really is yeah. uh, the mainstream. This is why it's great having those like yourself on the podcast because you were there. You can tell us what happened and, and you, but you're, you're so honest and you said, well, this is just my little glimpse forming your own opinion. Well, we will, but it's a hundred percent accurate glimpse because you're not writing it from a third person perspective. You're writing it from on the ground. I'm boots here, boots literally with the duck boots and the, the anti-riot things that you have to wear on your feet that probably <laughs> extended five feet too far. You're going to trip over them, but um, it's not, and guys, that's all. <laughs> Did you, you just threw those things off, right? Yeah. You didn't wear them. Yeah, they're worthless. They don't wear that. That's the stupidest shit. Whoever invented that needs to be needs to needs to needs to be put in jail. Those are ridiculous. Yep. But, uh, yep. 
<laughs> no. Sorry, Ian. I, I took over the conversation again like I do. My bad. No, Sorry no, no. It's all good. I was going to – something that you said earlier when you're talking about the racial aspect, it, it was interesting because it echoes a lot of uh, my friend Armando, who's NYPD, <laughs> and you could assume is not a white guy. Armando, that's pretty you sure? you know. Are you, are you um, sure? He's but not- he, he was telling me the exact same thing. The thing from his perspective, and I don't know if you felt the same way, he said, like, even though they would get in my face, say all, all this terrible shit to me, He was like, you know what? I was able to take it. And I said, you know what? At least they're not damaging a building right now. They're not setting a police car on fire. So I'll deal with it. Yeah. Yep. And and the funny thing is, I like, you know how you kind of get by on the humor because you have to. You have to. And I know you said on a much higher scale, of course, much more danger there. But um, it is like when when people are saying all these ridiculous things, you know. Like people would yell, "What, what was your ASVAB score?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, 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 how do you what? How do you? Yeah, what is, I, anyway, just like any type of like little insults and stuff. But um, but we just had to like laugh about it amongst ourselves because it's so over the top. Sometimes it was just so ridiculous. Um, that it didn't make sense. And one of my favorite stories too. Um, I touched on it just a little bit in the book because I had. This was the other thing I'm, I'm kind of proud of. I had inputs from five of my other friends in the guards. Um, so you, just just a few little paragraphs from each. So you see a little bit of a glimpse from other people that were there, too. So it's not just mine entirely. Um, so if I was over here and they were over there, you might get a little perspective from that. Um, and they're from all walks of life as well. So one of my friends... He's the weather guy, and in, in uh, and he was right out on on the front lines himself. Um, hilarious guy. So he he was every every story he tells, it's it's freaking hilarious. Um, and, and he was in like a lot of the crap. I mean, he had bleach thrown on his boots, and he's like, "Oh man, I just bought these." Oh man, I just. Bought- <laughs> and, so, and one of the times. He, he described they they threw a water bottle or well I don't even know what was in it you never know half the time they threw yeah. that up at them and he watched it hit a tree branch and bounce right back at the person that that threw it it is satisfying <laughs> it is that is extremely satisfying you know say it's not ah oh, you got no that's actually hilarious like the guy who sets the American flag on fire it, ca- it catches himself on fire. fire. <laughs> That is so self-serving. Karma's a karma's a bitch. Stripper's name is Karma, man. I tell you what, that, no, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. It, it is, and it should be hilarious. Don't throw piss bottles at people that are trying to protect you, you, you yep. dumbass. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, uh, yeah, and I guess I we're we're in because we're coming up towards the end here and transitioning, and and said i don't want to get too much into the book we've we've talked about it quite a bit because i I don't want people to not read it i heard i heard the podcast but you know when it was all said and done you know and you went home or even at night when you went home and and it was i know sometimes you said it was like two three in the morning and because we have people that are in relationships here people that serve of course Mm -hmm. um what was that like coming home and did it even though it's just those two weeks, you know, I'm glad it was only those two weeks because I'm sure it would have affected you negatively if it would have been longer because it, it's just normal. That's just human nature. Yeah. Um, but how did you handle that? And your kids were older, which was good. But with your husband and so forth, did, did that two weeks 
did you have to adjust anything aside from your schedule to, to make sure that things were still good at home and that you didn't bring it home with you, which is a possibility yeah. all the time. I, I don't think I was probably a great person to be around. <laughs> you're, you're tired too. I mean, you're immensely tired. So that doesn't help. I was so thankful for, um, I have the best support system. I mean, husband took care of everything. He's like, just go. I, I got this kids helped everything. Cool. Um, my, my village, I have the bestest of friends that they were, one day, you know, stuffing um, little goodie baggies for me to bring out there. A couple different groups of friends did that, you know, just those little morale boosters. And then, and then my work friends, I would be calling them, um, which is actually how, how I even kind of came about to this. My, my co-author that helped me was the one who kind of pushed me to write this because we were, he, uh, we were working together and I'd call up on my way into the city because I, our, our job is pretty fast paced. And if we miss anything, you're, you're so far behind. So I was like, what happened in that meeting? And, you know, did I miss this? And did I miss this? I'm always have FOMO, fear of missing out, you know? And uh, he's like, what are you talking about? Just like, just don't worry about any of that. Just head up on the streets. Like, this is crazy. All the stuff that you're, you're doing, like, we'll take care of things here. Just go. And um, so I'd, I'd be debriefing almost during that. I had an hour drive, which was really helpful, actually, even if it was four o'clock in the morning on the way home, like that hour just was decompression time for sure. And then on my way up, that was my catch up time with whomever. I would call a different person every day, um, whether it was my coworkers, my friends, my mom, everybody. Um, and and wine and bubble baths. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. I would do wine too, but that doesn't, that causes bubbles somewhere else. I can't, I can't do, I can't do wine. That, no, it's, it's amazing. And your story's amazing. And, and being there, I, I honestly, when you said you were there, I was pissed. Cause like, son of a bitch, you gotta go there. I wanted to, I, cause I, I, you, you do, you have that feeling to get back into it. And that was something that I would have wanted to experience. I I, I I wouldn't have pulled myself away from my family unless I was forced to go to it, but it's still something like, man, what an experience. You would have had a- well, you could have, you could have done what uh, Gregory Wong did, right? And put on oh, the my Lord, and yeah, Francisco yeah. and, you, you and know what? Uh, pretend he was supposed to be I, there. I have a feeling I wouldn't be able to pretend I was anybody, <laughs> especially around a bunch of National Guard and police officers. They're like, and what the hell are you doing? Do you really think you would have been stoic? Chris, I mean, uh, hey, I would I would have had to been stoic would, all the time. I would have just been stoic. You have okay. been punching them right back. <laughs> I I would have punched them back. I just, but you know, I, I I'm not going to be Mr. Tough Guy. I would have been overwhelmed. Believe me, you know, I don't care how tough you are. One against ten doesn't matter how bad you ask you are unless you're in a Chuck Norris movie. You're not going to win that fight. I don't care how, how uh, tough you think you are. I'm wondering from you, uh, from you being on the ground, um, you know, I know Chris has said this is really like a police issue that they need to work out internally because y- y- although you were there, this yeah. isn't a problem with the with the Air Force. This isn't a problem with the military. It, it's an internal problem with police that that needs to get settled. And, that, and that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Just for sure. That. So that's my opinion. That, that's why I'm kind of wondering your perspective on this because we're luckily right now we haven't seen anything major post election. I know we don't have the results and all that. I, I think on some level this is the media like trying to make something happen before it's even happened <laughs> because things are relatively okay other than what we saw in Philadelphia prior to the election. Um, but yeah, do do you? have any ideas for solutions because this country is being torn apart we do talk about being on the verge of civil war and it's becoming uh less of something that we could joke about and more and more of a reality so from what you saw do you think there's 
any way this country is going to come together as one and say, we have different beliefs on these things, but let's hold this country together. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, there's, a couple of, <laughs> there's a couple of things. I think, honestly, <clears throat> I think the movement needs a, a good good leader to head up the, the you know, let's make a, a change. Let's let's get beyond this. And, and what are some great solutions? They, I mean, we, we kind of need another MLK, in my opinion, somebody to just this is how we're going to do this and to motivate people to do good and, and to bring on that change and to get the sides talking and stuff. But then I don't know, maybe this is my naive mind or whatever, but I'm in my head, I feel like honestly, Democrat, Republican, like in a sense, I, I feel like we all want the same thing. Like I don't know conservatives that like are, you know, really want, police brutality or, or, no. or whatever. Yeah. Now, I feel like I, like you said before, I, I think the media is the one who's just feeding these into us. And like, you, you need to be angry. You need to do this. But um, I think everybody agrees that there needs to be a change. We need to, we need to find a solution to make sure that, you know, equality across the board and that these awful situations aren't happening again. What is the solution? Um, I'm not sure. But I don't think if everybody sat down and thought about it, like they were really that divided other than how they want us to, to be. And that's totally my opinion. But oh, I, That's a good point. You know, and, and you're right. Yeah, I, you know, I've never thought about that way. There isn't a leader on, on the Black Lives Matter and, and Antifa, definitely. If there is, who the hell knows what they are. And if, if, they're, if their advice or their plan is to create more violence, well, I, I know for a fact violence breeds violence. Mm -hmm. That will always be the fact. Yeah. The, the one person I, I could say that I actually <clears throat> did think gave a really good speech throughout all this, and, and I remember I mentioned it with Chris, I don't know if you saw, but when Killer Mike, the rapper, spoke in Atlanta, in, in Atlanta. I thought yeah. everything he said was was pretty spot on, where but, he's, but he's he, saying, let's beat these people at the ballot box, let's not burn our city down. This city has so many black-owned businesses, female black-owned businesses. What are you accomplishing by burning down our own city? I thought everything he said, I don't agree with the guy politically, but everything he said, yeah. I, I I understood completely where he was coming from. So I thought I, he I, was a good voice, I, I, honestly. But he but he was also, used parts of him, and I, I checked that he was also, again, another Uncle Tom. Some some of them came at him that way. Well, what do you mean we got to work with them? What are we yeah, doing? Well, yeah, and, people and, were, were, were pissed off that he worked with the governor, who was a Republican of the state, and, and you know, why should that be a problem? But that's I, the only voice I could think of. Um, that I that I thought was at least saying something to to kind of keep the peace to, br and to bring to bring it try to bring it together. You're mm -hmm. right. I, I I think that you can the, the problems are ever going to be solved at the ballot box because because for I'm this is my we're, I'm not getting politics anymore. But it, I don't <laughs> think it's going to be because both sides want it to be divisive. I, I, you know, and no, there's not a there's not ever there hasn't been a con contest where it's not just been divisive with the person there so awful this person is so awful mm -hmm. and and um from what you said though i and i i completely agree with that having somebody that, that can focus where the energy needs to be instead of more violence um and they, and there really isn't and aside from what ian said i i don't know anybody else either and it was just brief and and then it was gone you know what's it, i always call the magic mic it's not yeah kill, mic. killer mic <laughs> killer, yeah. mic, killer <laughs> mic man you know but then it, then it was gone but I, I completely agree with that. Um, will there be though? I don't know. I, I think the the politicians and the the parties 
they thrive and they make money. And you, we've seen it. I've seen it just in social media, just on posts. And when I used to have foundation that was political and now I have a foundation, I don't have that anymore. Now my foundation is just helps. I've seen money raised and money raised is 10 times higher political foundations than it is on a foundation to help some veteran police officer, family member to, to through a hard time. It's, it's money driven. And, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I agree with you. I know I, I took over the mic again, but mm-hmm. Julie, you, you, awesome insight. And, and cause I, you know, I just really, you know, I didn't ever think of it. And that's the stupidest thing in the world I, that I didn't, man, she's right. There really isn't been a focal point on that other side to try to try to focus their energies to stay positive and not burn everything down. Sweet. Mic drop. And and you know what? I, I, and I'll throw this out there and I don't know if you want to add to it, but uh, you know, uh, the media of course is going to focus on the stuff that you saw that was extremely violent. Mm -hmm. That's what gets ratings. But at least where I am here on Long Island. And I think you said the same thing where you are, Chris in Omaha, the protests that I saw in my own, you know, neighborhood were relatively peaceful actually completely peaceful i didn't see any violence well, we, here. of course new york city ton of violence we, you know, but. we had some in we had that gentleman there was a bar owner of the hive that uh his bar was attacked and he ended up shooting one of the protesters killing him he was actually mm-hmm. found not guilty and then they came back again oh you had stuff on your cell phone this could have been racial related and the Kara easterman awful awful she ran for off she lost terrible uh, and another politician here named Justin Wayne, he lives in, and I live in North Omaha, guys. So if you're in Omaha, eat shit. I live where <laughs> these people, <laughs> these people are. Um, um, but the, they, they found something on his phone that went to a grand jury and they were going to now reindict him for manslaughter. And he killed himself. He committed suicide. The guy that, so now we have two deaths. So uh, to say I, I, at the beginning, I, I didn't think so, but you know how much I'm in the news, Ian. I'm just two weeks behind everything because people have to tell me. Because <laughs> but it, it turned out that at the beginning, there was some here. I, and it wasn't, no, it wasn't like D.C. or Baltimore or Philadelphia or Portland. But we did have a little bit here. And that was the one incident where it turned out tragically for everybody. Yeah. And it was really, it, it was all, it was a horseshit. All could have been avoided. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, not. I don't want to end up on a sad story. Yeah. Find us up to Julie. Give us something good to finish <laughs> up on. Some happy story. Um, and actually, the books, the children's books, for you to write this, and then the children's books. That's why I want to have you on. It's like, man, this 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 woman is amazing, and she writes children's books. So you know, you're not getting some crazy alpha male outlandish <laughs> story when she's writing it. Outlandish. <laughs> um, but but um, you know, you know, towards the end now, you're done with all this what is besides the next books what's going on next and book how are you going to do book tours and how are you going to do book sales and and if they're going to be where can you find you at those sort of things if you're going to book signings and things like that so uh, yeah give us a little bit a little, little snippet well, well real quick to add to the good stories there was good out there i just wanted to clarify that too i mean there were there were people that were offering us water there were people yeah. and good water not like yeah no (laughs) and 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 we were sharing pizza with kids on the street that would pop up and and so there there was the good i just want to make sure that's out there as well but um yeah so my books um i'm not (laughs) well today today is november 6th and we are we we're up for pre-orders so uh this next week everything will be open for pre-ordering on tactical 16 that's tactical one six. And um, 
will uh, go live on the 12th. Um, everything will be open. It's on Amazon, but Tactical 16 is much better to buy from. Just, you know, support the small businesses, right? And um, But I, I have my website, juliamackey.com. I have um, Facebook page, Twitter. I'm working on that. <laughs> You still have Twitter? You still have a Twitter? Really? I'm really yeah, but here at Julia Mackey, author on Twitter is and is the book because uh, I I did see on Amazon it's really an e book on Amazon yeah. Kindle. Is it for print on Tactical Sixteen? Yes. So and that just popped up yesterday the the uh, e book, but it will have all of it the hard co- covers, the soft covers, and right we're gonna put it on the yeah Chris Pronto's website. That's what we'll do it like I do with great books. I think people should read. We have Gunny Bustler's book going up on there, John 15, 13, and now Julia's book. So, and we'll have all that information on ChrisTonoProno.com with books that can be paired with the, the three books that I have. Or again, I can, I'm, we'll push you over so they have all the, your site so they can just go by. So, ah, shit, I don't want Tonto's books. Those things suck, but at least they're <laughs> on there and you can go to Julia's site and get your book. And they're going to be signed. Every book that I have, that we have, the, that, I have on my site and I know Julia, she's sweetheart. If you ask her to personalize a book, it will, but everything that I have on our site with, uh, with the 13 hours and pairing with all the books, they're all going to be signed. So yep. no, I, I definitely want people to, to read your book. It's another one, which we've had two in a row now with yours and, and gunny bustlers that people really need to read, get them back in the right mindset, puts perspective back in people's lives and gets them out of the, crazy divisiveness that we need to pull back or pull people back away from yeah that's how we grow right seeing a little perspective all over the place yeah yeah yep 100 yeah so it's juliamackey.com uh people will be hearing this monday so then you could pre-order right now when you hear it because november 12th is when the book is actually officially out guardians stories of the 2020 civil unrest in washington dc you could also check out all the children's books and other books that you've written available everywhere at capturing the story on Instagram at Julia Mackey author on Twitter, juliamackey.com. I'll put links in the description, but this has been awesome. And, and it's great hearing your yeah. perspective on things. And and also, as Chris said, hearing a perspective that you wouldn't normally yeah. think of as the person out there who's, who's being the protector. Yeah. Yeah. An old mother of three teenagers. <laughs> and, <a wolf. laughs> and, and tell them everybody how tall you are too. Got to throw that in there. Uh, five, on a good she's a she's a monster guys <laughs> i know you think that it's so amazing do you have any i don't do you have any pictures in the book i don't know my books don't have yeah. pictures but yeah so do you have a picture of you in your in your gear so they can see all oh that's 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 in itself right there you should get the book. <laughs> just to see a five foot four mama three that writes children's books in her own tactical gear out there that's gonna be awesome <laughs> yeah um no we have uh i think i put about six 16 pictures because I was I was out there there were so many picture worthy moments and I tried to kind of capture them as much as I could while on duty you know but um yeah that's awesome lots of good pictures you're awesome Julia yeah thank you so much greatly appreciate you coming on and Chris suggesting we have you on thanks Julia cool thank you so much all right take care thank you talk to you again soon I don't know if there's anything else you want to get into. It's funny. I wrote down stuff we were going to talk about during the intro and we always end up talking about all yeah, different other things. Um, but she was she was great. I I really liked hearing from her because I, I as I said, I, I value hearing from all these people who have been on the ground and I'd probably like to get one of my NYPD guys on to talk about it as well. 
Um, because yeah, you probably will learn something that you haven't heard before. And I'm certainly hoping we don't see more of these situations. Um, you know, I, I think there are people, uh, honestly stoking the fires for civil war. Yeah. It's the last thing I want to see. And I, 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 I still don't see, and I, you know, that's just how I always am. I don't see a civil war. I just, I don't, I, you, you may see people and, and this is bad enough. You may see people like we did in Denver with the, with the, with the, uh, security guard that, shot the guy that maced it. I, little pockets of, of idiots doing, and I'm going to call you idiots, idiots doing idiotic shit. And, but to see a full civil war, no, I, I just, I don't I think people are smarter than that, but are we going to see people hurting each other, maybe shooting each other within these riots on these sides of things? Yeah, I think we will. Cause humans are humans and humans, a human individually. And we've said this before on the show is smart uses common sense can make reasonable decisions when humans come together as a crowd we are freaking morons (laughs) for the most part and we do stuff that we would never do on our own and that's the problem you're bringing people in and and you're right people are already stoking the fire and yeah somebody's going to get and will that lead to something maybe or maybe as a great country that we are people like we, and I see more of it are like, okay, I've, I've had, I'm an, it's enough. This is enough. It's ridiculous. All right. And just live your life and just live well and just, and take care of each other, but mind yourself and be the best person that you can be and stay out of all this shit. If you can be successful in whatever you do, as long as you work hard and success doesn't have to equate to being financially rich, financially well off. It can be just quite just being Good, feeling good about yourself, I, but um, bro, I, I, I think the only way to do it is just keep having people like Julian, you know, yourself. You're always out there promoting positive stuff. I do my best Thanks, to do man. that as well. Yeah, of course, and and that's how it will get better. It's just people, just just normal people like us out there, just going, okay, guys, if you had enough, yeah, this is stupid. And if those that still want to get in the fights and get in the arguments, fine, go have it. Go go argue all you want in the middle of your cities, and but. Is it really making any difference? No, it's, it's just, you're just destroying your cities, first of all, but second of all, you're just pissing people off and and you're just creating more dissension. It's not going to help any. And having a civil war that all that does is it's going to turn us, it it destroys infrastructures. It destroys futures. It's not like we're the civil war. We, nothing good will come of a civil war. And yeah. And also I don't even know, you know, what the sides would be. I actually I heard an interesting thing from, well, here's the thing. Cause I it's heard true. an interesting thing it's Ron true. Bennington said on, um, <clears throat> on faction talk and Ron is, is definitely not a conservative, right? Ron is pretty left, uh, definitely left of center, but what he said was true. If you look at like the electoral map, and this is as political as I'm going to get this show and it's not political. This is just a point of the demographics of the country. If you look at the map, he said, this is not me. We really don't have blue states and red states. We have a red country and blue cities. Blue cities. Meaning, like, if you look at New York, how New York voted. I know sometimes you have this perspective because you're in Nebraska and you're like, oh, New York, Biden. But not really. New York City voted for him. Uh, I think it was Syracuse and Albany and everywhere else in New York went for Trump, including, like, where I am right here. Now, that's not to talk about the politics of it, but it's, it's just the point that what would what would the civil war be it would be like where i am at war with new york city i it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense i you know and i don't know i I, we we have cities that think a certain way and you say it yourself man in omaha thinks very differently from the rest of nebraska no it is it is and you saw that i from my uh 
and I turned my phone on. Honestly, my phone was getting blown up during election night and I, I don't want to answer. I just turned the thing off. But there was a friend. I don't know who it was. I, I, I can't remember. Said, oh, hey, you know, when I turned my phone on the next day, first thing that pops up. Oh, what? What? Nebraska wants wants Biden. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I, I, I said, I don't get into this shit. And and then I asked my wife, Tan, I said, what, what's going on? Because I asked her, I was like, what's going on? She goes, oh, you know, Biden won an electrical seat here. Well, where was it? It was in Omaha. It was in the little section of Omaha where I live. That's North Omaha. That's and okay. So the rest of the I, I, again, I, I don't, I don't care, guys. I really don't. But the rest of Nebraska still is is Trump, and it's all rural. And and you're right. So where would these things be? Yeah, they they would be. They would be in the cities. They would be drawn out. And I'm telling you, urban conflict is not something that is very pretty. And it's it's a meat grinder. And guys, you don't. You don't want it. Nobody wants it. I don't want that. And, and all it does is make this country like every other country in the world. And, and not saying that there's not good places out there. You see the pictures I sent from Afghanistan on my Instagram account. Afghanistan, Afghanistan is one of the most beautiful countries in the world. But nobody will see it because it is in such turmoil for wars over and over and over and civil wars. And they still have open sewers in their cities. That's what wars do. <laughs> It destroys infrastructures and you can't drink the water out of the tap because you'll get you'll get dysentery. You have to drink bottled water. You can't even brush your teeth with it. That is what a war does. And to say, oh, let's have a civil war. You're idiots. Y'all are. All right. If it, you don't go, I got an idea. We'll, we'll put a little area that's 100 by 100 meters or we'll do it one click. So one meter, one click by one click and we'll throw all you on there and you guys can go have it out like the gladiators. <laughs> How about that? And I want to still go get my Starbucks at Target. So. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll no, and, and it's, I, I, you know, doing, like I said, yoga last night, I, I'm like, I think people, more people need this, whether it's <laughs> meditation or yoga, they need something. Or just, CBD oil. Yeah, CBD yeah, from that. I'm, be, I'm being serious. Off, no, I'm off being code battle. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it, it's true, man. I, I really do think people need to escape with nature get out of their minds and kind of into their body more. This all sounds probably very hippie-ish and I don't really care because don't you'll care. hear from the same guys who are warriors yeah. on warriors on the show like Leo Jenkins. Like you're gonna hear from you're gonna hear from an me. absolute badass. Yeah and you too man and and I think people realize that it's just yeah man I I, I want to see more people take time to be the best version of themselves whatever that means for them. Um everybody's gonna have a different idea of what that means for them. But I think if you are occupied with bettering yourself being good to your family um then you're not going to be so occupied with all this stuff um, and, the, and, the and people wonder why you're not so occupied with it and that's the reason why and it, it's it doesn't do anything for you it, it, it when i was involved for those two years which i was and i i honestly i i, I don't regret it i just i could have done better use of my time but when i was i was the most miserable person and i was the worst person i ever have been in my life i mean just as a person and that was my experience being involved in politics. The world's going to turn, guys. No matter who's in charge, it's going to turn. And as long as we have work here, which we have do, we do, as long as people continue to live and we can go out, like go out to the, to the state parks and go camping, go out. I'm a spiritual runner. Go run every day. We're going to be fine. And you can find work and you'll find a way to, to make ends meet. We always do. And everybody does as long as their focus is to always improve. And I, I agree with you, brother. Nature is awesome. I said, that's why I get out and run. I don't care if it's 30 below. If I need to get out and run and be around the trees, even in a city, you can find a place 
the pier. I mean, city, some of the best places to run are in the city. I remember running Chelsea Pier. I loved running Chelsea Pier. That was so awesome getting out there and seeing everything. But and it still is very so therapeutic because you're out in the fresh air and you're out just taking the beauty of everything in. And that's why Julia's store was great. That's why I asked her about that night where she was on MLK the memorial after all that craziness. Cause I remember so many nights that after the craziness, whether it was in Lashkagar, whether it was in Baghdad, whether it was in, in, uh, in, in Benghazi, whether it was in Tripoli, when chaos ended and it all got quiet. Cause there's always that peace looking around and just taking the beauty of what God gave us, the stars, the, the, or whatever you want to believe in guys, nature, the mother earth. It doesn't matter to me. Just seeing all that beauty out there and how lucky we are to experience that beauty but brother, we're, we got to quit pissing that away. People got to re- realize that. And like I said, you, you're tremendous on that as well. Being back at a visit, a trainer, uh, you get to see that and you get to push people and, and, and actually push them into that, that, that realm, which is great being a, being a trainer. Uh, oh yeah. No, it, it's, I, I, I really missed it. And it was not even about the money. One of the women I train, um, you know, I learned like her husband died a few months before I started training her. And wow. she's like, this is what I look forward to every day I see you. And to me, that's way more rewarding than anything. It's awesome. Um, yeah, man. Anything else interesting going on with you coming up? Cause I know the next couple of weeks you're out, but there's no, are there courses or. Yeah. Well, we're getting right. I've got one in Fort Worth. Uh, we've got, you know, if, the, if you want to get in there on a slot, we, you know, it's closed, but we, we can always take a couple more, but it's Fort Worth at Defender outdoors. But that's all, that's all three of us that you're going to get. Yes. With Benny, Benny Gloss will be there again. Everybody that trains with Benny loves training with Benny. Same with Ben Morgan. Um, and then myself, and it's a great time in Fort Worth. It really is. During, if you've never been to Fort Worth around Thanksgiving, you need to go the way they decorate it. And I hope they do still again this year, even with the hibbity bibbity virus going on. I don't call that. Um, <laughs> I know you but, do. I know. You but, never, never I get know. told I, to I, you. I can't, I can't do it. I, I, I humor myself. I make myself, that's how simple I am. But if you haven't been to Fort Worth during Thanksgiving, you should, because they, they have a huge tree down in the center. And Fort Worth actually is a really pretty little city. And if you're a runner, if that's one of your meccas, you got to go run Fort Worth. There's so many places to go jogging around. So uh, it, it's a, that's a good one to end up on just because the course is fun. It's really, it honestly is very laid back. We have some great people that come through it. But then when we end the day, you know, just being in Fort Worth around that time of year is is honestly therapeutic in itself. Just the way they, they decorate it, getting ready for Christmas. Um, it's, it's beautiful. They have a beautiful tree down in the main, main area. And then you can, you can get out their sites, you know, and you can go see the, you know, they have the Kennedy Memorial there and, and they have the, they have the, there's the, you know, if you want to go to, go to Gillies, you find out, get, get out there, get, find Gillies and go to the, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the honky tonk bars. I don't I don't think they're going, I think Texas is kind of open as long as you adhere to the mask rule. So, um, nah, it's, it's fun. So if someone wants to get on there last minute, how would they do it? Just go to the, go to the cristonoprano.com and you'll see the battle line drop down and just click on battle line. And there there'll be, it may say sold out, but you'll see an email for Tano's. It's called the Tano's.swag, Tonto's.swag at gmail.com. Email that and just say, Hey, is there a slot open for the course? And I'll see it. And Roger will get you in. I, we can probably get a couple more in. I think two is max. Two is really where we're going to have to, we're at 30 and then we're going to have to, shut it down because that's when the training dips after 30 people the training starts to dip because you just can't spend as much time yeah so if someone is listening to this this is your chance if you're listening to the day comes out uh wrapping things up here fort scott munitions 
uh, which you'll be shooting on the range, yep. is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you're going to receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, as well as direct online through fortscottmunitions.com. People who've been on the show are now converted to shooting with the Fort Scott. Uh, Jason Piccolo, uh, former, uh, current, I think current and former law enforcement, and you see him on court TV now. He's doing court yeah. TV regularly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whistleblower. He is a believer now in Fort Scott Munitions. So he knows his stuff. As do a lot of the other people. We'll have him back on at some point, I'm sure. Um, use our exclusive promo code BATTLELINE for 15% off your order through FortScottMunitions.com. FortScottMunitions.com, just like to spell it out. Not ammunition, munitions. Uh, and link will be in bio. Only available to our listeners. Once again, FortScottMunitions.com. Promo code BATTLELINE. They keep us going. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know someone is going to bitch that they're going to say, why didn't you talk about election fraud? And you and I were just like, eh, what are we going to say that hasn't been said? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fra- it's it's rampant, guys, I, but let's leave it at that. What? <laughs> yeah. I, I, until we go back to just voting at the polls again, flashing an ID, we're going to have it. So... Just live your life, you dummies. Don't yeah. who just now you're not dummies. What am I saying? That's not positive. <laughs> live your life. I'm the dummies. You guys are awesome. Just live your life. But if you want to bitch about voter fraud, don't because it's because <laughs> that's all it's gonna be is bitching. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I just like this to be kind of a, a haven for other things, I guess. And and we have some great guests coming on. Um, I'm especially looking forward to Jeff DePazzi, uh, former uh, JTF2, which is elite special operations in Canada, uh, assaulter and sniper. So he's going to be really cool to have on. And as I've said in a previous episode, some of the best shots are are Canadian guys like Rob Furlong. No, uh, they have a tremendous, people don't realize they have a tremendous special operations team. They have the CanSoft guys are, are awesome and they're great dudes. And they can drink as about as good as the damn Australian SAS guys. Those guys can put some stuff down. I uh, worked and lived with them in Kandahar Gecko Base, and they were great guys, uh, tremendous guys. All right, man. So I guess with that, I will hit the outro music, Never Given Up, about which we don't say enough, by Mark Slaughter. Yes. Because uh, people always wonder. They're like, what is this music at the end, this uh, like drill sergeant at the end? Slaughter. That's, that's yeah, that's Mark. I yeah. dude, I, I don't know what's up with him. There are times I text Mark and I hear from him. There are times I just radio silence. I want to get him on at some point because he's a great dude, uh, super big supporter of the military, and just yeah. also I, I love Slaughter. I'm just a super fan of theirs. So hey, he he's he's been through been there, done that so many times since he's how long has his career been going on, man? Yeah, so, not not well, really. I was gonna say nineteen ninety, but Vinnie Vincent's uh invasion was like eighty yeah. six. So yeah. yeah, we'll get him on at some point, I'm sure. We have a lot of people we have to get on. Um just the the guest list never ends of, yeah. of people we want on this show. So I'm not 
blowing anyone off. We'll we'll we'll, we'll make it all happen. Um, we'll, get we'll get it. Yeah. Anything? Anything else? I, mean, no, I always bro, feel like maybe I'm I'm uh, forgetting something. Well, but I don't no, know. I think we got every. I think we got everything. Everybody's been great, and and just everybody, thank you again. Thank you for listening. And I, I thought we had a great guest. Actually, yeah, Julie was great. Yep, she did a fantastic job. So uh, no, oh yeah, I get. You know what? There is a, and I I it's been out for about a year, but I haven't pushed it because we're on a distributor. But uh, I'll be putting up on website. You have to go, actually go to the the distillery right now till we get a distributor for it, but. I've got my own vodka. I didn't, yeah, I, yeah. Tonto, and you know what's funny? You talked about vodka. you spoke about this on the first show. I did, I did, and it's I a did. year. Yeah. It's exactly one year later, and, and it's and happening. The, it's good. It's got the and the labels awesome. I was like, man, that label's badass, and it's it's good. It's really good vodka. But I'll have that up on my website. But right now, until we get a distributor, which we're working on, um, you know, Ian knows how I am as far as business stuff. I like, yeah, I'll get to it, and I'll get to it. But um, you did right, get to the mic, or your, or your well, wife? Well, my wife, did. my wife did. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll get the, the. You have to go down to Dalton Distillery to get it, to pick it up right now because of of laws, liquor laws. But you know, we're working on getting the distributor. Ben Morgan is helping me on that. It's his his. It really was his brainchild, and I we just happened to again something that like the podcast and like Battleline Tactical. Not something I really planned on doing. I just did it, and it it will be successful like everything else because we just. We just do it and have fun. So, um, yeah, Tano's Vodka. It's going to be competing against Tito's. I'm coming for you, Tito's. <laughs> and, and um, you'll and the bottle's awesome. Uh, it, it's and again, it's good. It's good vodka. And as soon as we get a distributor, we'll put more out on the podcast of so liquor stores. You can pick it up. I'm just learning all these liquor laws and how to navigate them. So, but we're working on it. But right now, you can pick it up at Dalton Distillery in Georgia. But you have to actually go there to the distillery in Georgia to pick it up. That's cool, though. That's almost like, uh, you know, special item yeah. you can make the track. Uh, yeah. As yeah. the outro says, never give up. Don't let yourself stand in your way. Mark says it best. That's all for this episode of the Battleline Podcast. But we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoperanto.net. Believe in yourself, face all challenges head on, and as always, never quit. <laughs> <laughs>